the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There are now protests in a city called Elizabeth, New North Carolina. A black man on whom police uh, SWAT was serving a warrant ended up getting shot in the back of the head. Now, a whole bunch of officers have now resigned. Uh, there, this happened on Wednesday. There have been some protests. Um, and, and so I'm watching a press conference this morning. And it's Ben Crump. Ben Crump is the lawyer who represented the family of George Floyd. He helped to negotiate the $27 million settlement that the George Floyd family re- received. So he's there. And at the press conference, is a guy named Bakari Sellers. You probably don't know who that is, but he's a, a political strategist. He's a lawyer. He's a defense lawyer, appears regularly on CNN. I'm pretty sure he's a paid analyst for CNN. So he's there. And family members are there. They're all talking about another tragic shooting of a black person. Why do these things keep on happening? Yada, blah, et cetera. And as I'm watching this, I'm saying to myself, you know, the authorities there are warning that there'll be another day of civil unrest, which is code for people tearing up property. And when we talked about this last week, but I want to just elaborate on the point a little bit, if you don't mind. When MLK said that riots are the language of the unheard. He still didn't defend them or justify them. He said they were self-defeating, socially destructive, counterproductive, and that no matter how many people uh, pick up the mantle of militancy, he said, I will still tell my brothers and sisters with love that this is not the way. Now, the man said this in the 60s. When people like Bull Connor, the Southern Sheriff, Mr. Mr. McConnell, can you put up Bull Connor for me real quickly? The one who sick water hoses and dogs on black people in Birmingham, Alabama, when people like that were in charge, especially in the South. Now in the South, there are more black elected officials per capita than anywhere else. Many of the officials involved in the investigation are black. You've got a very, very sympathetic Department of Justice in Joe Biden, you had one in Barack Obama, and every time something like this happened, what did Obama do? He came in and said, we're going to investigate to find out whether or not there's any civil rights violations. And he investigated whether or not there were any civil, civil rights violations with the Baltimore Police Department after the death of Freddie, Gay, Freddie Gray. No charges filed. Uh, we're going to investigate the NYPD after the death of Eric Gardner, the, one, the man that was selling Lucy cigarettes. Ended up dying. No civil rights charges fired. Kicked it over to the Trump administration. We're going to investigate the Michael Brown death, and we're going to find out whether or not the police officer engaged in any kind of civil rights violation. They investigated no civil rights charges filed. My point is, there was investigation. And can't you be reasonably assured that the people involved in the investigation, i.e. the Barack Obama DOJ on down, will investigate the thing? So here's my question to all the people right now who are thinking about going into the streets. And I know you're listening to the Larry Elder Show because you love the show. Tinge of sarcasm there. We have a battery of lawyers now 
like Ben Crump. Many of them are black. Many of the people in charge of the investigations are black. The mayors, many of them are black. The mayor of Brooklyn Center, where the suspect was shot by the officer who mistook her her uh, taser for her, her firearm for a taser. Mayor is black. And my point is this: when people took to the streets in the '60s, and people thought that there was not going to be a full and thorough investigation. There were a lot of reasons why people legitimately felt there wouldn't be a full and thorough investigation, i.e. people like Bull Connor. You don't have people like that anymore. So what's the point in trashing the streets and devaluing the property for the overwhelming majority of people who have nothing to do with the violence in the streets? What's the point? Given the fact that the media are watching all these things every time there's a a killing like this. DOJ comes in, they monitor the thing. If they feel that the locals aren't, aren't doing the investigation thoroughly, they're going to come in. Media's watching this. Washington Post keeps track of every police shooting. And once again, in recent years, the police have averaged 1,000 people killed, 500 whites, 250 blacks, about the same number every single year for the last several years. And every single year for the last several years, more unarmed whites are killed than unarmed blacks. You can't name their name because the media doesn't give a damn because it doesn't fit the script. And this Oscar winner last night made this statement. Today, the police will kill three people. And tomorrow, the police will kill three people. And the day after that, the police will kill three people because... Now that's right. For the last several years, the police have averaged killing about three people a day. Okay, out out of out of uh, 50 million civilian police interactions, 11 million arrests, 60,000 officers assaulted, 60 officers killed, a thousand people out of a population of 350 million. Okay, and your point is what? There should be zero. On average, the police in America every day kill three people. We got that. Which amounts to about a thousand people a year. We got that. And. Those people happen to disproportionately black people. Whoa, 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 whoa. Disproportionately black people? Well, when you consider black people are 13% of the population uh, and are 24% or so of these kind of sh- – I, I got that. But you cannot ignore offending rates. The police are two and a half times more likely to kill a black person. That is true. A young black person is anywhere from eight to ten times more likely to be a victim of a homicide, almost always at the hands of another young black person. That's why the cops are there. You can't give that stat without talking about differences in offending rates. And this is what this guy did. He left that part out. And, you know, James Baldwin once said, the most despicable thing a person can be is indifferent to other people's pain. And what you're doing, sir, is creating what's called the Ferguson effect. Cops pull back. Guess who gets killed? The people that you claim that you care about. The very same people living in the inner city. There's a piece by Heather McDonald in USA Today, July, last year, headline, there is no epidemic of fatal police shootings against unarmed black Americans. And she points out that much of modern policing is driven by crime, crime data, just like much of modern lending is driven by, uh, by data, by algorithms. That's why when people say they're turned down because of, of race, I mean, really? It's called credit scores. But getting back to Heather McDonald's piece, 
She writes that much of modern modern policing is driven by crime data and um, that the black community is heavily policed because that's where people are disproportionately hurt by violent street crime. And I've told you studies that find that blacks want the police to maintain the same level of manpower to the same degree as whites do, uh, if not even more. So when people like Maxine Waters purport to speak for most black people, she does not. Most black people do not have hostility towards the police, do not want the police uh, defunded, uh, which is uh, one of the cries from the left. New York City, 2018, 73% of shooting victims were black, though blacks are roughly 24% of the city. She writes that blacks between the age of 10 and 34 die from homicide at 13 times the rate of white Americans, according to the CDC. As of the June 22 update, again, this is last year, Washington Post database of fatal shootings found 14 unarmed black victims and 25 unarmed white victims in the year 2019. This does not include uh, people killed by other means like George Floyd, but most of the people killed by cops are killed by firearms. 14 unarmed black victims shot and killed by the police in 2019. 25 unarmed white victims shot and killed by the police in 2019. Name one. Just hang on. Harvard economists looked at what happens when the police reduce their presence in minority neighborhoods. After investigations opened up, after there was high-profile shootings in Baltimore, Chicago, Cincinnati, Ferguson, Missouri, Riverside, California, there are almost 900, quote, excess homicides, close quote, almost 34,000 excess felonies, excess meaning the way it would have been had it not been for the police pulling back. She writes, quote, cops pull back from discretionary activity, questioning a suspicious person on a known drug corner, for example, and simply drive on by. Such stops are voluntary. Cops are not mandated to make them. This Harvard study found that in Chicago, police civilian interactions decreased almost 90 percent in the month after an investigation into deadly force was announced. In Riverside, interactions uh, in, 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 decreased 54%. St. Louis, interactions decreased, decreased 46%. So these kinds of proactive policing that many people feel are responsible for the decline in crime are, are a big factor in the decline of crime, simply not being done. And as a result, crime is going up. In the very cities and the very areas that the people yelling and screaming about systemic racism, the areas that they, these people claim that they care about. I think one of the most despicable things you can do is tell a young person he or she is a victim when, in fact, they are not. Here's what Peter Kirsten now said about the allegation that black people are disproportionately targeted by the police. Longtime member of the U.S. Civil Rights Commission, and he is a black attorney. For the last 30 years, that premise that blacks are disproportionately targeted, arrested, shot by cops is completely false and all you have to do is look at the Department of Justice statistics. We've looked at these kinds of things in the Civil Rights Commission, there are copious studies on this. Just for example, uh, and this is pretty bad, frankly, the Justice Department stats show that blacks are in fact killed two and a half times more often than whites are by policemen. However, 
when you take a look, remember that statistic, two and a half times more frequently, but that's far less than what the data would predict given black crime rates. Take New York City, for example. Blacks are not two and a half times more likely to commit crimes. Blacks in New York City are 35 times more likely to commit robberies than whites, 38 times more likely to commit murders, and 51 times more likely to engage in shootings, regardless of whether or not it results in a homicide. So when you think, think about two and a half times versus 51 times, the type of police involvement that you would expect from those kinds of stats is far below than what would be predicted. And that has consequences in regard to what's known as the Ferguson effect. What we saw is, and Heather McDonald, the great scholar from Manhattan Institute, has done a number of uh, studies on this, great work on this, testified before the Civil Rights Commission showing that because of these protests and the consequences of it, police withdraw from active and proactive policing, and sometimes the city administrations tell them to, as we saw with the mayor of Baltimore, the Obama administration had consent decrees which changed police practices, so police withdrew from active policing. That consequence is profound because despite the fact that we've had decades of a decline in the crime rate, right after Ferguson, we saw a significant spike in violent crimes, most especially in those cities which witnessed the types of high-profile shootings and protests that resulted in police drawing back. Does that make any sense to you? Does that alter anything? Does that change anything what the man just now said? Do numbers matter? Stats matter? Facts matter? It's just emotion. Just anger. Have you ever heard Al Sharpton when he appears on one of these press conferences and goes BMW about how bad the cops are? Has he ever said, you know, don't, however you feel about how racist the cops are, I'm here. Other leaders are here. Elected officials are here. There will be a thorough investigation. You may not like the results of it, but there'll be a thorough investigation. Nobody says that. One more time, when MLK said that riots are the language of the unheard, he said this in the 60s. Before you had black mayors, black police chiefs, black presidents of city council, black city council members, superintendent of public school, often black. State attorney of black. So these are the people in charge of the investigation or non-black Democrats who were very, very, very woke and sympathetic. What makes you think the investigation is not going to be thorough? So what's the point in tearing stuff up? Riots are the language of the unheard. Who's not listening? Who's not paying attention to the unheard? Police in Philadelphia, New York, struggling with a shortage of police recruits and a surge in recruitments year to year. NYPD, 75% increase in those quitting or retiring. You remember after that execution-style shooting of five officers in Dallas, the black police chief said, hey, we're hiring. Become part of the solution. Remember that? We're asking cops to do too much in this country. We are. We're just asking us to do too much. Every societal failure, we put it off on the cops to solve. Not enough mental health funding. Let the cops handle it. Not enough drug addiction funding. Let's give it to the cops. Here in Dallas, we got a loose dog problem. Let's have the cops chase loose dogs. You know, schools fail. Give it to the cops. Um, 
70% of the African American community is being raised by single women. Let's give it to the cops to solve that as well. That's too much to ask. Policing was never meant to solve all those problems. And I just ask for other parts of our democracy, along with the free press, to help us serve your communities. Don't be a part of the problem. We're hiring. We're hiring. Uh, get off that protest line and, and, and put an application in. And we'll put you in your neighborhood and we will help you resolve some of the problems you're protesting about. That was the police chief of Dallas, a black man. And he sounded a little different than Bull Connor, didn't he? You can never whip these boys if you don't keep you and them separate. I found that out in Birmingham. You've got to keep the white and the black separate. When MLK said that riots are the language of the unheard, people like that were in charge. They are not anymore. What is the justification for rioting now? Yes, the rate at which the police kill blacks is two and a half times higher than the rate at which they kill whites. But the rate at which the blacks are homicide victims is anywhere from eight to ten times the rate at which young whites are homicide victims compared to young blacks. You can't have an intelligent discussion without talking about rates of offending. In 2013, during the Obama administration, the National Institutes of Research, which is the research arm of the DOJ, put out a study on race and traffic stops. And it is true that blacks were disproportionately pulled over compared to whites. It was also true, according to the study, that blacks were disproportionately more likely to offend than whites, more likely to drive with an expired tag, more likely to be speeding, more likely to be driving without a headlight, more likely to not have a seatbelt on, more likely not to have a car seat in the back, and so forth. And the report concluded that the reason for the disparate number of stops was because of legitimate factors. That came out during the Obama administration. Do you read it? Now, what I don't understand is why is there an agenda to make things seem worse than they are? Why is the agenda to make black people feel they're impressed and therefore less likely to take proactive action to get out of the oppression? I'll say again, as long as black kids do less homework every night than white kids and much less homework every night than Asian-American kids, how are you supposed to close the gap? And how are you supposed to encourage people to work harder by telling them that they're oppressed? You really want to talk about interracial crime? Black, white crime, do you really want to do that? Again, most homicides are same-race homicides. In the case of blacks, of black homicide victims, it is estimated that 94% of them are black perpetrators. I say estimated because a lot of these crimes are unsolved. Among whites, it is estimated that 85% of the perpetrators of white homicides are also white. But when it comes to interracial black-white homicide, roughly in recent years, there have been 750 such cases each year. 500 whites have been killed by blacks. 250 blacks have been killed by whites, even though whites are much larger in the population. Ergo, the rate at which blacks kill whites is higher than the rate at which whites kill blacks. Interracial, nonviolent, serious felonies. Attempted murder, manslaughter, rape, assault with a weapon. Roughly 600,000 black, white, white, black such encounters every year. It is estimated that 85 to 90% of the perps are black. 
only 10 or 15% the other way around. You're not helping by not telling the truth about all of this. Now, unless you're prepared to say blacks are just genetically more inclined to commit crime, you have to ask yourself, what the hell is going on? And the answer is the breakdown of the family. And that's why the left won't have a discussion about that, because the left has contributed to it and still does. Making it easier and easier and easier for a woman to marry the government and easier and easier and easier for a man to abandon his financial and moral responsibility. Far and away, as I've said a million times, the number one problem facing America. And then you have a lot of young black men, no father in the house. They have an awkward relationship to authority. And they've been told by people like Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, Eric Holder, Maxine Waters, CNN, MSNBHA, that they are oppressed and that the police officers engaged in systemic racism. So therefore, if you are a young black man, why in the world would you comply? This guy's an enemy. Out to hurt me. I'm told by that from people like Jesse Jackson to, to, to Barack Obama. Why should I cooperate? Why, why should I agree with people like Elder when they say comply and you won't die? They're going to kill me. This is what you've done. In an area where race is less important than ever for success. I mean, my goodness, this whole apparatus set up to make sure we don't have institutional racism. All of the outreach programs, virtually every Fortune 500 company has some sort of outreach program. Anybody who's got a decent SAT score who's black is recruited by colleges like their high school football quarterbacks, highly rated. Easier for a black person with a given SAT score and a given set of grades compared to a white person to get into the college or university of his or her choice. Isn't that the route to the middle class education? then why aren't we talking about crappy education K-12? through And why aren't we talking about the fact that the Democratic Party, whose largest donors are the teachers' union, couldn't care less about the surveys showing black and brown parents living in their city who want choice? Here's what Malcolm X once said about liberals. Quote, The worst enemy that the Negro has is the white man that runs around here drooling at the mouth, professing to love Negroes, and calling himself a liberal. It is following these white liberals that has perpetuated problems that Negroes have. If if the Negro wasn't tricked, taken, or deceived by the white liberal, the Negroes would get together and solve our own problems. I only cite these things, Malcolm X writes, to show you that in America... The history of the white liberal has been nothing but a series of trickery designed to make Negroes think that the white liberal was going to solve our problems. Our problems will never be solved by the white man. End of quote. Malcolm X. But nobody seems to call people like Hillary Clinton white savior politicians, do they? I don't feel no ways tired. I come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me that the road would be easy. I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. Nobody calls Beto O'Rourke a white savior politician, do they? 
This is a violent country that loses more than 40,000 of our fellow Americans every year to gun violence. And this is a country that has been defined by foundational, systemic, endemic racism. Foundational, systemic, and endemic racism. He's not called a white savior politician, nor is Joe Biden. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. He's going to let the big banks once again write their own rules. Unchain Wall Street. They're going to put you all back in chains. Look, this is what these guys are all about, man. These Republicans don't want working class people voting. They don't want black folks voting. And look at what we're doing now. They don't want black people voting. I told you about this study done by Yale professors. Yale, Stanford, and Penn could find no effect whatsoever on these laws that many people on the left consider to be voter suppression laws. No effect on the minority turnout one, one, one way or the other. In fact, it may be the case, right, these researchers, that because the laws are considered to be racist, it's motivating even more blacks to register. So it's not having any effect one way or the other. But you got Joe Biden. Look, this is what these guys are all about, man. These Republicans don't want working class people voting. They don't want black folks voting. 